Sanji, WGSO. Come to the Slidell Gun and Knife Show. Thousands of handguns, rifles, shotguns, ammunition, knives, personal protection items. Bring your gun to sell or trade. They offer appraisals and instant background checks. $10 for adults, kids 6 to 12, $2. 6 and under, get in free. Saturday, November 4th, 9 to 5. Sunday, November 5th, 10 to 4. At the Harbor Center, Slidell. Take I-10, Oak Harbor Exit 261. The Slidell Gun and Knife Show at the Harbor Center, Slidell. The views and opinions expressed during this show are those of the hosts and guests only. In no way do they represent the views, positions, or opinions expressed or implied of WGSO 990 AM or North Shore Radio, LLC. All right, all right. We are at 4 o'clock on... Thursday afternoon, and we are some glad to be in the great state of Louisiana. It is at the top of the world right now in politics. We've got a clean sweep. We've got a fresh fall breeze. We're we're going to get some rain so it's not dry. We've got reform and revival coming in hot, and we're glad to be here on Herds Louisiana Live, bringing it all to you. It's really a, uh, it's, it's invigorating uh, and even uh, to have all the political news that we've got. And I've even got a little pr- positive kumbaya type uh, information and, and reporting to be done on our city administration, mayor, city council, working or at least appearing to start to try to work together on the budget that needs to be finalized by December 1. But we've got lots of good news to talk about today. Remember, we're on uh, Louisiana Live. We're on WGSO 990 AM, the political flamethrower in southeast Louisiana. And we're glad to bring it to you. Remember, we'd love to hear from you. If you've got political news, you've got political thought at 504 Five five six nine six nine six, the Louisiana Excellence Hotline. We are moving ever closer to a good bit of excellence in this state, and this city, and this region. Uh, everything's not rosy, but everything's looking better because we've had enough. But look, we're going to do. We've had enough. We're making changes. We're going to do the financial report. It's interesting today. Then we're going to do a little macroeconomic report. It had a real big number, an unusual number, unexpected number. We'll do that, and then we're going to talk about the the mayor, the city council's budget starting, and then we've got another report of a sighting of John Bell, quack, quack, lame duck, Edwards, another one of his people, Making a move before he gets out of town. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, waive the rules, forget the law. We got to take care of our buddies before we go. Yo. And uh, it's one of those things that uh, it's just embarrassing. We've got a, a bad story on crime. Uh, we had that. Well, we'll talk about it when we get to it, and then we're got to, we're going to talk again about the budget of the state of Louisiana. But look, let's first get this uh, our uh, get this party started with our uh, stock market report, our annual fi- financial report. Uh, the S and P, Nasdaq, Dow Jones, they all closed down about one percent. The uh, S and P closed. And this is an interesting number in that it's gone down below 4,200 and closed at 4,137. And it was down 49.5 points for a 1.2% drop. And again, this has to do with the fear of interest rate increases. NASDAQ was down 225 points. 1.75% 1.75% down, and Dow Jones was down 251 points, down a 0.76 uh, 
uh, for the day. All of those numbers are are a little bit heavy as step downs, but uh, again, I, we're in that uh, we're in that area where the. Uh, hang on, just a moment. Where is my phone? Look around. Uh, we're in that situation where good economic news is bad economic news, and uh, that's what we're facing today. Let's look at our interest rates. The 30-year and the two-year is uh, almost identical. We have reached the flat, the flat yield curve, which the Fed has, <laughs> has quit raising the front, quite frankly. Every reason to raise rates another quarter, and politically they just don't want to do it. And, in fact, they had it set for the recession to occur this summer, this fall, so that the administration would come out in the spring as they approached the election cycle, and they would be coming out of a recession, and uh, all things would be looking rosy, uh, and it's just not happening. Inflation won't moderate, and what we've got is we've still got sticky inflation around 4%. And it just won't let go. And so the economy is still burning off the last of the, uh, the amphetamine overspending from the federal government. And uh, what happened, well, let's get, we'll finish this up and then we'll talk about what happened in the macro economy. Um, two years closed at 5.04, 30 year closed at 4.99. That is. One, uh, that is 0 0.05, five one hundredths from flat. And uh, so we're there. And uh, it's just, it, the, the Fed's trying to hold the interest rate dike and rates are, are trying to go up. And we're going to, I'm afraid we're going to get a hold tight, a hold flat this month, November uh, or we're going to get it this year, I mean this month, a quarter raise, or else we'll get the quarter raise in December. We'll see how it goes. I think there's one more raise, and the Fed was hoping that July was the last time we were going to have a raise in interest rates, but I don't think so. The uh, natural gas and uh, natural gas has gone back up above 3 to 3.25 dollars per million cubic feet and crude oil has gotten down to 85.8 got below our ceiling that's good news uh, that could if it would hold could help with the inflation number because get the oil up to 90 gasoline goes up to 90 diesel goes up and what happens is inflation stays up. We'll see how it goes right now. 85.8 is a good place to begin stepping down some more. But that's where we are now. The big news, none of this is big news. Oh, one other thing, Bitcoin. Mr. Bitcoin's still real, real rich. He had over 1,000 gain yesterday. He gave back 572. Uh, but that's, that's no big uh, thing. Uh, when you've had the kind of, uh, he's gone from 25,000 up to 34,000. That's a 30% profit raise in a month. That's my kind of month. And so the party is on Mr. Bitcoin still. The oil and gas is out of the way. But here's the most interesting economic report that we got, we have, and that is today the, the earnings, the, the gross domestic product, the GDP, how big is our economy, how big is the economy growing or shrinking, that figure came out for the third quarter. That's July, August, September. It came out at 4.9% growth. That is twice the size of the growth that occurred in each of the preceding quarters. It's a huge number. And it's what's scaring the economy. I mean, it's scaring the investment 
world because if this grows this fast, we're going to get we're going to get a raise in rates, and that's really going to have to knock it down. Look, we're going to take a break. My producer's beating on me. Herds Louisiana Live. We'll be right back. Jeff Cruer, host of Ringside Politics. I'd like to introduce WGSO General Manager, Mary Ann Guzman. WGSO is locally owned and operated right here in New Orleans. We believe in cultivating local talent and emphasize local programs. If you have an interest in hosting your own program, then we have some prime spots available. Thanks, Mary Ann. Folks, take advantage of this great offer. Email me at jeff at wgso.com or call me at 504-669-6076. Come fulfill your radio dreams at WGSO. Hey, it's Kevin Carr with your personal sneak preview invitation to join me on Sunday evening from 8 to 9 for Fat Guys at the Movies. Each week, I give you my take on the newest movies and movie news, but in a fun way. Not like those stuffy movie review snobs who take themselves way too seriously. I tell you if the new movies rock or not. Yes, it's fun for all ages with Fat Guys at the Movies. I'll see you Sunday evening at 8 on WGSO 990 AM. When the time came, I knew I had to find a place where Mom would be safe and active while still feeling independent. A place that was close to all of us and everything she needed. Locally owned and operated in the heart of Gonzales, I found Francois Ben's Senior Living. They specialize in independent and assisted living and memory care. Call 225-647-BEND for more information on our special pre-leasing offers. Francois Ben's Senior Living. Experience life as it should be. Join me, Mitch Gibbs, every Monday and Friday at 5 p.m. live on WGSO Radio New Orleans, talking Saints football in our 12th season in the red zone. We'll be live at Premier Nissan at 6636 Veterans Boulevard, where Metairie meets Kenner for another exciting season of Saints football live on WGSO Radio. Does your business need help with print, signs, or marketing? Partner with Sir Speedy. We have more than 50 years of know-how and a proven track record that goes into every project. Our specialists will work with you on everything from print collateral and direct marketing campaigns to signage both indoor and outdoor. Call Sir Speedy and let us know how we can help at 504-586-9812 or visit us online at sirspeedyneworleans.com. Sir Speedy, if you need it, we do. It. Hey, this is BJ Russ. Make sure you join me every Saturday night for the Something to Say radio show right here on WGSO 990 AM. We'll be on from 7 to 8 p.m. We'll talk sports, music, movies, and pretty much anything in between. Saturday nights at 7 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM. That's the place to be. And don't forget that you can listen to us on WGSO.com and on the Mixler app. Oh, we're back, we're back. Glad to be here today. Beautiful day, beautiful day. Uh, we'd love to hear from you on the Louisiana Excellence Hotline as well. If you've got a political happening going on in your area, I've got a little here on the uh, Jefferson Parish criminal justice system that we're going to talk about a little bit. But um, I'd love to hear from you on uh, anything that you've got rolling. The um, one thing I wanted to go back to or just finish out on the, uh, the, the growth of our national economy at 4.9%, and that is even though it's growing, the problem with our economy is these numbers are inflated because of inflation. It's sort of inflated growth. It's not real underlying growth. And even more difficult is that while some of it is business growth, the people basic core uh, expenses have gone up well higher than the basic inflation rate. The, the Fed will say the inflation rate's 
4.5%. Food, shelter, and clothing has gone up 18 to 20% in the last 18 months. That's 1% a month that it went up and has not come down. It's still with us. Well, if you'll increase our cost by 18%, that's how you get a 4.9. It's an inflation growth. It's not, it's, it's, it's a lie. It's not a substantive uh, growth. So that's where we are. This is still the last of the sugar high, the dollar high from the infrastructure bill that I've said Senator Kennedy did not vote for and Senator Cassidy did. It's what's been choking our economy since it passed. There had been too much spending, and that was what just went over the cliff. The third quarter was a great number. It was a lousy result because we're not approaching getting inflation back down. Another topic I wanted to mention one more time, I just, I've, I've said several times that I enjoy getting Louisiana budget project because they're so wrong. I, I, look, this is the Louisiana Socialist uh, Republic publication, I believe, uh, and I was looking at their uh, publication today and darned if they're not talking about that toll road to try to turn I-10 into a toll road. And they, they talk about it positively to do it as a toll road. They talk about negatively because the committee that had the vote voted it down. Here's, this is, we're going to have this and one other is, is part of the John Bell quack quack giveaway uh, before he gets out of town. And the toll road was being structured so that there was a always fear this, a public-private partnership in building this bridge. When you hear governments in going into a partnership with the private sector, what you really know is they're going into partnership with the governor's buddies. That's what this proposal was. It's just like the pardon board. It's just like that crazy $8 million in Jefferson Parish that they want to spend to move a brewery into the parish and partner up where they become a bank. And that's the same thing this bridge would have been. We'd have been the bank, us taxpayers, and the guy making the money, running the toll, building the bridge, beating out other contractors would be the one that went to the front of the line. Uh, my buddies at the Louisiana Budget Project talked about th the vote negatively, and then it said, reality check, the aging bridge is a vital artery that connects Louisiana to Texas. The Lone Star State, this is it, which is a favorite comparison for state policymakers, relies heavily on tolls to generate infrastructure revenue. Wrong lie. What, the, what, he, what they don't say is no interstate, no state has abandoned its obligation to repair interstates enough to put tolls on them. Go to Dallas. See if I-20 has any tolls once you cross over the Sabine, uh, that's I-10, cross uh, across uh, Shreveport, see if there's any tolls. There's not. Go to get to Dallas. Look at I-35 going to Oklahoma City. There's no tolls. Look at I-30 going back toward Little Rock. There's no tolls. There's no tolls on primary interstate roads. We would be a laughing stock if we tried to put tolls on, uh, on I-10 down in Lake Charles. We do it. What's going to happen is the traffic is going to come to Lafayette. It's going to go up uh, 49, and it's going to go down 20. You're going to divert all of the traffic 
away from Lake Charles, maybe Lafayette. They may go to I-55 and just not come to Louisiana. These people are so short-sighted. We're going to do it right. We've got a smart governor. We're going to make infrastructure a priority, we, and we don't have to do another tax to make something work. Bless your hearts. Bless your hearts. How can, you know, a blind hog finds an acorn every now and then. I'm not sure if Louisiana budget projects batnav or, or, or batten average in worse than the blind hog's feeding habits. So anyway, that's where we are now. Couldn't help it. Those people annoy me. Now, the mayor, it's the time of year. Mayor presents her budget. We're glad to have that done. It was done Wednesday. And I, there's a article in the NOLA, in the uh, Times-Picayune by Sophie uh, Kazakova. Uh, and if the report's right, and I, I'm not being critical of the report. I'm, I'm proud to look at it. I'm glad to let you know that she provided this to us. This has some uh, positive news in it in that our city is trying desperately to rebalance the mayor's relationship and the council's relationship with each other so that we reach consensus and we, as opposed to uh, conflict. And if you, uh, in looking at this budget, you know, it was characterized as being a budget that is a, re a repeat of last year's budget. Uh, no special projects, no uh, shiny objects, no special uh, efforts to do some other new program. And so it says uh, the Mr. Montagna, uh, Gilbert Montagna, who is the city's chief administrative officer, said, they're not going to be any something bright and shiny or sensational. This is a continuation budget, a proceeds forward budget from what they approved last year. And that's to start with is the right approach. New Orleans needs to deal with meat and potatoes. We don't need any flashy Ferris wheels. We don't need any new and improved this or that. We need to fix our roads. We need to make sure our drainage is better, and uh, we need to make safety, public safety, our number one project. Look, we'll get back. We're going to talk about it, and the good news is this thing is a way you start building community consensus on let's get the crime out of here, get our tourists back, get our workers back. We're going to take a break. It's halfway home. When we get back, we'll finish up on the budget and then we've got another quack quack special. This is Paul Hurd, your host. Louisiana Live is the program, and we'll be right back. What does grace mean to you? At Grace of the Green Light, a 501c3 nonprofit, we believe that everyone deserves a hot meal, clean drinking water, and the chance to go home again. Our work is made possible through the generous support of Christ Church Cathedral, the Cathedral Church of the Episcopal Diocese of Louisiana. Christ Church Cathedral acts in support of community renewal and socioeconomic justice. Learn more at cccnola.org. The fastest-growing conservative talk show in the South is now on five days a week on WGSO 990. That's right. American Ground Radio has moved from Saturdays to Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 p.m. American Ground Radio is based out of Louisiana and is grounded in the ideas that founded our country. American Ground Radio is a show for everyone who believes there is greatness within each of us. So tune in Monday through Friday starting at 8 p.m. On the community voice of the Crescent City WGSO 990 a. Easy Pet Shop and Rescue is a non-profit volunteer-run rescue. 
we provide adoption services and care for homeless animals across the New Orleans metro area. We also offer pet supplies and grooming services at our downtown and Marigny locations. The shops are located at 839 Spain Street and 513 Dumaine Street and are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays and noon to 6 on Saturdays, noon to 5 on Sundays. We can be found on the web at BigEasyPetShop.com. Support local animals in need by shopping and adopting with Big Easy Animal Rescue. Hey y'all, the Beat Exchange has a new time slot on WGSO. 9.90 a.m. in New Orleans at 7 p.m. on Mondays. The Beat Exchange with Barbara Hoover. Mondays at 7 p.m. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Colleen Crane. Northwestern State football has canceled the rest of their season and head coach Brad Laird has stepped down due to the recent passing of junior safety Ronnie Caldwell. NSU is citing the mental health of players and coaches as the reason. Caldwell was shot and killed on October 12th. A week later, a teammate was arrested for interfering in the investigation. Natchitoches police continue to actively investigate the murder. Louisiana Tech has found a new president. Jeff Palermo reports Jim Henderson will leave as UL System president to lead the Ruston-based school. Henderson has been the UL System president since 2017, but is excited to return to a college campus. I'm on cloud nine right now. Henderson previously served as the president of Northwestern State and Bossier Parish Community College. He was the lone candidate to replace retiring President Les Geis and plans to work with faculty, staff, students, and alumni in making Tech a better university. I'm one that is big on developing collaborative visions so that every person associated with it has ownership of it. I'm Jeff Palermo. LRN. Are you paying too much for your health insurance? Are your deductibles too high? Or are you completely uninsured? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Healthcare Help Desk can help you now when people need help the most. Health insurance laws and rules have changed. If you have Obamacare, are uninsured, or your premiums are too high, call Healthcare Help Desk. It's free. New healthcare plans are available, and you may qualify for dental coverage and lower copays and deductibles. Make the free call now. Top quality coverage at the lowest prices anywhere. You may be paying too much and not even know it. In these troubled times, healthcare is more important than ever. Don't let another day go by without health insurance. Policies are being offered with very low copays and deductibles. So if you're uninsured, underinsured, or paying too much, call Healthcare Help Desk. Call 800-301-7166. 800-301-7166. 800 Charitable Foundation, in association with the crew of Tux Parade, is holding the 4th Tux Umbrella Walk and Gumbo Gras on October 28th at 9 a.m. in Audubon Park, Shelter Number 10 off Magazine Street. Food, drink, Live music are all included with registration. This is where Mardi Gras meets Halloween, and everyone is encouraged to come in costume. Kids' activities include the Small Friars Umbrella Decorating Tent, Decorated Wagon Parade, and Small Friars Funhouse. Please go to www.tuxfoundation.org for information and registration. Join me, Mitch Gibbs, every Monday and Friday at 5 p.m. live at Premier Nissan at 6636 Veterans Boulevard where Metairie meets Kenner for our 12th season of In the Red Zone. Hi, I'm William Wallace. You can hear me live on Tuesday nights at 5 o'clock here on WGSO or see what I have to say on Facebook at William Wallace for America. Now, everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show. If you relate to these clips playing in the background, you will relate to everything old is new again right here on WGSO. Hi, this is Douglas Viviani of Everything Old is New Again. Join us for the fun on Saturday mornings at 8, right here on the community voice of the Crescent City, WGSO. Go ahead, make my day. Greetings, my fellow deplorable drags of society, a.k.a. God-loving patriots. It's the Flaming Conservative. Join me now on Friday nights at 7 for Holy and Patriotic Jambalaya, on 990 AM WGSO, WGSO.com, and the TuneIn app. Jesus in America rocks. You can check out He Said, She Said on a new day. Hump day. A new day, but we'll still be discussing and debating the hot topics. Wednesdays at 5. Here on WGSO. 
we are halfway home and uh, bringing you the, the day-by-day analysis of our city, of our state, and uh, the operation of government at the uh, local level and the state level. Look, let's finish up on this good report on the budget process beginning. Now, one thing I needed to mention is get it in your mind. This budget is presented Wednesday. It will be have a series of hearings, and it needs to be approved. A budget needs to be approved by December 1. Uh, so they'll have basically all of November to hash out any details, any amendments that need to be made, any modifications, and then uh, try to get a budget that the city council can approve uh, before December 1. But look, let's go back to what the mayor has proposed. And I think this, remember this, we've got an operating budget in New Orleans. We've also got this pot of money that was the coronavirus manna from heaven money and that came in to uh, all different governmental levels. Well, about 60% of our coronavirus money has been spent and the mayor is allocating how she's going to spend down, and that's good. I'm not being critical of that. We, we've got needs in the city enough that we need to make sure we use it strategically, use it wisely, make a change, make an improvement, fix a problem that is long-term benefit. So we spend now a dollar and it helps us make $100. Anyway, on her proposed spending of the coronavirus money, she has proposed, number one, that a good portion of it be used to strengthen law enforcement, to strengthen public safety. That is a great strategic priority for the mayor to take uh, and these proposal in the budget includes a 5% raise for uh, and merit raises for police officers and funding for an IT system improvement. I guess we always need equipment. And I don't mean it bad. I, I guess I, IT always is improving. Software is always improving. And, and it seems like we are, we're always behind. What we need to make sure of with the IT, and I'll leave it alone, is that we're buying something that's not just better, but that it serves a strategic improvement for our ability to manage our workforce, our assignments for our police and firemen. I hope that's what it is. I know giving raises, we've got to give raises. We've got to recruit more people in, and our police officers need to be respected, well-paid, and respected enough that they're, they get the job done and get the crimes stopped, investigated, get the perpetrators arrested, and move it on up the road to the district attorney. But... I think that's a great investment, and that's what I mean. I, this budget has, is doing a lot of putting the money where it belongs. <coughs> the other part of the of the coronavirus money the mayor's proposing to use on what she calls a quality of life. I don't know. That's a good. That's a good uh, title to this section. But she's talking about using it to eliminate blight, which I I, I assume is using it to basically take over blighted property through tax sale or whatever, but ultimately clean it up, put a lien on it, and then try to get your money back. But to clean up that blight so it doesn't breed crime, it doesn't become a crack house, it doesn't become a safety hazard to the good property owners near it. So investing in blight is good. Also, investing in eliminating graffiti, and I, this one doesn't make any sense to me. And, well, I guess it does. What I want to know is, are we getting anyone arrested for doing graffiti? Or do we all, have we reached a point where it's such a minor issue, it's okay for our city to look like crap? 
it's not modern art. It's not street art. Some of this is just vandalism with a paintbrush. And uh, look, you got to eliminate it. You got to paint over it. Okay. But I just, I really worry about that one. Now, here's another one in the quality of life that I'm, I, I'm not familiar enough to know what, what this means to New Orleans. And that is she has included uh, significant funds for reforestation. <laughs> we must, have, a, we must have, have harvested timber somewhere in New Orleans and we're going to pl- replant our pine trees or cypress trees or oak trees. I don't know what trees need to be reforested. But that's a funny category for New Orleans. I, to me, it would be like you know developing a sand pile in Phoenix. They got plenty of sand and desert there. Uh, I don't understand reforestation, but we'll uh, we'll look into it. And lastly, and this one's more serious, it includes a significant portion of money to be used for the homeless. Now, let me tell you something. If you subsidize homelessness, it will grow. If we're going to tolerate on the street drug dealing, on the street drug use, coma, you know, stupid, semi comatose drug addicts, that's not homelessness. That's drug addiction and drug crime. That's the reason people are walking down streets, shooting at each other is because they're fighting over the right to feed those people drugs. So let's be careful with how we use our homelessness. To me, the answer to homelessness with particularly the mentally ill, and, and don't, don't get distracted on mental illness. 90% of the people, 95% of the homeless on the street have a drug problem. Not a mental illness problem that is uh, manifested without the use, excessive use of drugs. You need to pick the people up and give them two choices. They can have jail where they will dry out, or they can get help voluntarily and help get them off drugs. We don't do any good feeding the drug addict. We've got to tell the drug addict, you've got to get off the street. We'll, we'll place you in homeless shelters. We'll place you in treatment centers. But homelessness, if you f- give them food, you give them water, you give them blankets, all you're doing is recruiting the homeless out of Houston to come over and see you, out of Atlanta to come over and see you. We're a little further south. We're a little warmer. They'll come see you, and you'll grow just like snowbirds with money go to Florida. You're going to recruit the homeless drug addicts to, hide, to, to sleep under our bridges in the, in the wintertime, and uh, it's not, you're, not, you're not compassionate. You're not solving anybody's problem. So, Mayor, be careful with the homelessness expenditures, make sure that what you're doing is reducing homelessness, not subsidizing it and uh, supporting it. The uh, I was glad to see in this article again by uh, Ms. Uh, Kasakova that, that she said that the, uh, let's see, the uh, Sarah Omajola with uh, Vera, Louisiana, a local initiative of the Vera Institute of Justice that says that she complains that money's being spent to plug budget holes and invest in policing. <laughs> I can't figure it out. You're the, the murder capital of the world or close to it. You've got a chronic street crime problem, and she doesn't want us to spend money on policing. We don't need to be pro-criminal. I just We need to help those who will be helped, and we need to uh, incarcerate those who will not quit. And so, uh, Miss, uh, Miss Sarah, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm glad the mayor made a better choice. 
the uh, the point of this budget, the reason I really wanted to bring this up, is the way it was presented, the, the prioritization and strategic topics that are being addressed is really encouraging to us citizens in that we're not going to fight over some crazy programs. We're taking meat and potatoes, safety, clean community, clean up the streets, and that's a great budget. Look, we got to take one more last break. We'll be back for the quack quack story of the day. Paul Hurd, your host, Louisiana Live is coming in hot. This is Kevin Carr, host of Fat Guys at the Movies. Listen every Sunday at 8 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM, the community voice of the Crescent City. The 34th annual New Orleans Film Festival, inviting guests to six days of in-person screenings at the Contemporary Arts Center, The Broad, and the Britannia Theaters Uptown and at Canal Place from November 2nd to the 7th, plus a virtual cinema running November 2nd through the 12th. Tickets and pass information, film schedule, and how to watch from wherever you are at NewOrleansFilmFestival.org. We know you'll have a great time, so your first ticket is on us with the code NOLALOVE. Hey, Mimi, we're moving. Moving to Wednesdays at 5. You can check out He Said, She Said on a new day. Hump day. A new day, but we'll still be discussing and debating the hot topics. And take your phone call. You can listen to us on 990 AM, WGSO, WGSO.com. And find out who's right. Of course, that's me. No, of course, that's me. I've been doing this 23 years, Mimi. Practice makes perfect. So you see, we'll have plenty to talk about on He Said, She Said. Wednesdays at 5. Right here on WGSO. Does your business need to boost sales or drive customer loyalty? Talk to Sir Speedy. Our direct mail pros can get your company in front of the right people with our comprehensive direct mail and mailing services. All you have to do is share your goals with us and we can do the rest. Get the ball rolling and send your next direct mail project to us. Call Sir Speedy at 504-586-9812 or visit us online at sirspeedyneworleans.com. That's 504-586-9812. One, two, we do it. You might be afraid to speak out for fear of cancel culture or losing your job. Christian Garrick Show on WGSO is your platform. Noon to two weekdays right here on 990 AM WGSO. Hey, this is BJ Russ. Make sure you join me every Saturday night for the Something to Say radio show right here on WGSO 990 AM. We'll be on from 7 to 8 p.m. We'll talk sports, music, movies, and pretty much anything in between. Saturday nights at 7 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM. That's the place to be. And don't forget that you can listen to us on WGSO.com and on the Mixler app. New Orleans, are you ready to have a conversation? Well, if you are... Ron Richardson is here to tell you that you should tune into my show, Conversations with Ron Richardson, every Saturday morning from 11 a.m. until 12 noon here on WGSO 998 a.m. and WGSO.com, where we discuss mental health, disability, and everyday life. Tune into Conversations with Ron Richardson every Saturday morning from 11 a.m. until 12 noon here on WGSO 998 a.m. and WGSO.com. Got your license to grill? Call Chew on This Saturdays at noon on WGSO and tell us all about it. Don Clement and Patty B are waiting to hear your cooking secrets. We're back for the final segment. We're glad to be here. Paul Hurd's your host. We've got a, a live caller in on the Louisiana Excellence Hotline. We've got Eric. Eric. Uh, come on in. What you got on your mind? Hey, Paul. Yes, sir. Hey, I, I figured it out. When you were talking about the budget, they want to reforest the city. It must be to put another oak tree where that oak tree fell in Jackson Square and almost killed that that teenager who was sitting on the on the bench. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Look, <laughs> bench setting must be hazardous duty. Now, I. Uh, I, but I have not figured out. I appreciate the uh, the information. We're gonna we're gonna check further to see if maybe we need to reforest 
Canal Street maybe. Maybe we need a few more of our, our palm trees back. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure we could put a palm tree or two up St. Charles or Carrollton. I'm just trying to think where we need to reforest. I, uh, I thought well, that was a, well, a are, unique yeah, contribution. One other thing. Yeah, yeah, one other thing I wanted to mention to you about the New Orleans police. Well, you know, they stopped fighting crime a long time ago. Uh, and <laughs> they have learned, they have learned, you know, Paul, listen, listen, this, 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 this is the crazy part. They have learned that if you don't fight crime, guess what? You get more, more money because then you can keep saying, guess what? There's a crime problem. So I think that's exactly what they're doing. That's why they don't show up to these calls. You call 911. You ever notice how when Jason Williams' mother called up to 911, nobody showed up? But then when he called up, all of a sudden they showed up and arrested people? How many people get carjacked in the city and the New Orleans police, they don't arrest anyone over it. They don't even go, go look for them. But somehow it happens to Jason Williams, and now all of a sudden you've got two people arrested, and, you know, you've got all of a sudden they, they, they go from being bench warmers to the, to the, to the first-round team. Oh I yeah, know, man. It, it was they. They all scrambled for that fumble. The, uh, <laughs> the I, I know. I think many of us noticed that that was if you just rated all the carjackings that had occurred uh, in the last month, and 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 put each carjacking down in one column and put how long did it take for the police to come and respond, and then how long did it take for them to find a perpetrator? I think Mr. Williams's carjacking will be number one in response and number one in, uh, in solving it unless the carjacker fell asleep in the carjack, in the, in the car well, that was jacked. It, you're exactly it was, right. Well, I'm going to give yeah. them this part of it, and I, I, look, I know what you're saying. Part of the problem with fighting crime in New Orleans is we don't have the numbers that we used to have. Look, it, it's like playing football against 11 people and you only have eight. We first need to get up to 11. Then we got to demand a good team. And we're going to see. Uh, I know with the late, you know, I, don't, I hate to even bring it up, the three kids in the, in the house fire. Took them a half hour. They were called with a call that said, "My husband's going to set the house on fire, and the kids are in there." And it took them a half hour. I, look, I, 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 um, I, I can't explain it. I hope. Look, Ann Kirkpatrick, she's in there. We got somebody new, and I don't know how you sort through those nine one one calls. But there's got to be a trick to it other than saying, look, this is Jason Williams, and my mother and I just got put on the street by a carjacker. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, there's a real simple answer for it, and, and, and other mayors have explored this, but no one's ever had the, uh, the backbone to actually do it. And that is where you open up 911 calls to, things, to, to places like the sheriff's department, the harbor police, the levy district officers, and that way you don't have to wait for two or three people to get around to answering 14 calls where you might have 30 people available who can answer those 911 calls. But you have people like uh, Pano, for example, that won't give up their uh, power in the city, and they'd rather see every one of us be a victim of crime before they give up one inch to say that they'll allow other law enforcement to take those 911 calls. Oh, look, it, it, I, I, I'm glad you said it. I didn't know that. I, I think that's a uh, – if that's if we've got a structural problem and we're all fighting over who's not going to respond, then, then we need to do – that's what Miss Kirkpatrick's for. That's what a city council's for. At some point, we got to save the people. we got to save the children. And uh, it's just – Look, it's frustrating. Every time we look, we can make something better. And I think what we've got to do is be strategic. But at the end of the day, and to me what you're raising is a valuable strategic change that will get us a multiplying benefit. But what I'm saying is let's get on with fixing something. 
and let's fix something that matters, and then we'll go on to the next thing that needs to be fixed. But we need progress. And I, and I think, look, I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's good that our adult lockup is almost full. Our juvenile lockup is almost full. And they're not being let go by the criminal courts with low bonds on these crimes, particularly dealing with guns. Uh, if they'll take the gun toters and keep them in jail, we got a chance. Okay. Well, thanks, Paul. I, I appreciate it. Man, I enjoyed it, Eric. Yeah. Yes, sir. Have a good evening. Look, we've got one other. We got our other quick caller. I don't know whether I've got time or not. Matt, are you there? Hello. Hello, Matt. Hello. Uh, this is Kevin. I'm sorry, Kevin. I'm sorry. I'll take Kevin. I, I messed it it's up. It's all right. Anyway, um, with the strained relationship between the police and the district attorney, uh, the only reason the cops probably showed up to that job is because uh, there's some uh, some uh, ranking officers were uh, called directly on it. There's no love between the district attorney that lets criminals go and the New Orleans Police Department. And as uh, far as the trees and the reforestation goes, I seem to recall we had a hurricane about two years ago that uh, knocked the city out for about two weeks because of all the downed trees. So uh, that would be a possible whatever's going through Chidi's head. There you go. Well, I was, look, I, uh, I was wondering, I just, when I think about um, strategic importance, I didn't notice that the lack of forestation in New Orleans was something that I just was was bothering the tourists or bothering uh, the citizens. I just thought there was a, you know, maybe having more lighting in the quarter, um, <laughs> maybe having more police in the quarter and in the warehouse district. Uh, I thought there might be something more important than planting a pine tree. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. I was just saying that we lost well, a lot of trees during that hurricane. We, oh, well, look, I, I know we did. And, anyway. And it, uh, most of it, look, and some of it may be on city property, but I was thinking if a private person loses his tree, he gets to plant his new tree. But, look, yeah. I, I need, a, I need a, a shade tree anyway, so maybe we just needed we're running out of shade trees. So uh, We could use those in every parking lot, huh? Yeah, we'll make them dig a hole, plant them a tree, and get me some shade. There you go. Good luck. All right. I appreciate you, man. Look, we'll take, take we're gonna we're gonna take a break. I think that's it until we get we got about a minute or so left. We've got tomorrow's Friday. We're gonna have a big time at four o'clock. We're always glad to bring it. I still, I, uh, I we got to go. I got a big story on quack quack and what he's doing to our higher education boards. Uh, we'll cover it tomorrow. This is Paul Hurd, your host. Hurd's Louisiana Live is coming in hot, and we'll see you at 4 o'clock on Friday. But if you much as touch, you, you're going to have yourself a case. I'm going to break yes, your sir. face. Yes, sir. Be good. Now good don't mess with your Hey folks, this is Jeff Cruer. Join me at 7 a.m. till 11 right here on WGSO 990 a.m. for Ringside Politics with a Punch. We're going to be bringing you great guests. We'll discuss the latest hot topics and, of course, taking your phone call.